Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. Just call me Is Zion gonna want out soon? Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back. I am your host, Josh Phoenix, and today, there is some more Kevin Durant drama. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, <laughs> this thing has been going on for weeks. This thing has been going on since the beginning of free agency. This thing has been going on for a while. We have been theorizing every single perspective imaginable. Um... Just like, what happens if Katie goes here? Will he land in Miami? Well, Boston's now this new team. What if? Guys, Um, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot more teams. But we got some new, new information. We got some heavy information. We're going to talk about that. This is not going to be my traditional podcast sense. Before I jump into the episode, I just want to let you guys know a few things. First, it may sound different than past episodes. That's because my internet provider has experienced an outage. And that outage has taken down my Wi-Fi. So right now, and this is pretty much happening in Arizona, as I've been checking Twitter from my phone. So this was happening um, on Monday night. Of this recording, okay? But it was happening on recording tonight. So, I can't really be using my online software. So, that's kind of tough. Now, you can say to me, well, aren't there ways to get around it? Um, well, when you're dependent upon internet, you kind of have to play within those rules. Play within that space, if you will. So, sadly, I'm just working off the phone. But just like me breaking down the Jonathan Murray trade, uh, the King stuff, and everything else, I was doing that off my phone. So I apologize in, um, in advance if it sounds different, if it doesn't sound as better than when I'm doing it through my main setup. So I just want to let you guys know that I still have software running. It just may sound different. Uh, second... Look, um, I do apologize for not having the podcast going for the past uh, two, three weeks, however long it's been. It's been way too long. Uh, reason for that was, A, uh, school. When you're in school, it's kind of more difficult. So sometimes for me, trying to get this done by 11, 12, or even 1 in the morning is just really tough on some days. But my goal is to get back into that flow because I love doing the podcast. It breaks everything down. Plus, I've been coming out with more projects. I've been working on more projects. So the podcast was a priority. Just things had to get done. 
mainly my education had to be put forward first. I have different projects going on in my life right now, um, bi- uh, business-wise, right? I have taken a few trips, right? So, personally and professionally, there's been some different priorities, shifting priorities, top priorities that I had to handle and I wanted to handle. So, with that being said, and I know I'm being... um mysterious now but it's gonna make sense in a bit i'm not gonna reveal them yet because once digitally and once physically if anyone cares for that and they're just gonna take time should be done for the next part of me should be done for the next month who knows but yeah podcast is back that was four minutes that might have been painful so yeah, uh, with that being said, uh, those were my two big announcements. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social media platforms out there. Our core ones are Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. We love having conversations with you guys. If you're not a, if you're not, what's the word? If you're not a social media type person that's fine uh not everyone is also text us at 602-791-2108 again that's six uh, oh boy six okay so the phone number the course i heat text line is 602-791-2108 have conversations that way that's how we've been filling our polls that's how we've been gauging what kind of topics you guys want to talk about or want to see more of so, with that being said, with that being said, let's just jump right into it. You can find us on the website, courtsy.com. You can find us by Google searching us. I don't care where you find us. You're evidently here now, but I don't care where else you find us. We're there, and we're up in your face as we're about to get right now. This may be uncomfortable for Suns fans, for Celtic fans. For Heat fans, I don't care. But um, I'm very interested about this stuff. And it should scare you. It should scare you. Now. There were news that came out. And I'm just going to. So for this episode, I'm just going to talk about Kevin Durant. The Nets owner, Joe Tazi. Joe Taz. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm just going to refer to him as Joe. No disrespect, don't know how to say his last name, and I'm not going to try. Um, you got Sean Marks, you got Joe, and you got Kevin Durant. And then you're going to throw in Steve Nash. <sighs> what did I tell you guys this entire time? Whether I was saying this publicly or privately, people that know me, people that have been listening to me, pretty much reading what I write, and what I say knew that I was on to something because it's just not wrapped up into this fairy tale where it comes true for that person reading the fairy tale that wants to have this certain outcome. That is just that is that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. 
And the reason why I'm laying it out to you this way is because Phoenix Suns fans, I'm a diehard Phoenix Suns fan, they want a fairy tale. They want to have this magical fairy tale where it ended how they want. Like, they want to have a Cinderella story where it's like, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We could get Kevin Durant. We were climbing, we were climbing. We had we had to go for this journey. We had to go for this process. Now we could get the unicorn. Now we get the future Hall of Famer. We could get the Holy Grail, so to speak, in Kevin Durant by just acquiring Kevin Durant. Suns fans are clinging on to that. Then that got altered. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, the heat came in. Okay, then the Raptors came in. The Raptors, by the way, were positioning themselves to be that number one spot. So I'm not going to go for all the layout. I'm not going to go for the entire layout. I'm not going to bring back up all the history because if you guys want to know that, just go for my uh, past podcast episodes, my past writings, right? Um... I'm not going to do all of that. I'm just going to paraphrase this and summarize this stuff. But then, but the, but the Raptors position themselves in such a unique way where they could get enough guys. They could get enough guys. They could get enough assets, picks, whatever it has to be to make the trade, complete a trade for Kevin Durant, to acquire Kevin Durant. They didn't want to give up Scotty Barnes. Back and forth ensued. Brooklyn wanted Scotty. Toronto didn't want to get up Scotty. And pretty much as we know now, they're not giving up Scotty. He's on a no trade list, most likely. And that deal never got sent through, obviously. So then you're coming through, the Heat got eliminated because, well, Durant has the final say. Now, legally. Not contractually, not any of that fancy wording or fancy stuff. Just because of his name and who he is. That's been established. That's been known. You could be a legal expert. You could be a contract expert. You could side with the team all you want. Or you could side with the player all you want. Doesn't matter your stance, your outlook on this. The fact is that we're not dealing with a guy like Eric Gordon. We're dealing with a guy that is Kevin Durant. He dictates the outcome because this is a player-driven league. So now he's like, I'm not going to go to the Heat. I'm not going to the Heat because I want to play with these three core guys. That was Jimmy Buckets, that was Kyle Lowry, and that was Bam Adebayo. But those three guys would have had to been split up in some shape, form, or fashion because that's what the Brooklyn Nets required. They wanted Kyle Lowry. They wanted something in return such as Lowry, like a player like Lowry. So you're, when you're looking at that, you're looking at the dealers, and these are sky-high expectations, like sky-high asking prices. No joke. No joke. And now everything's positioned in such an awkward and very eh, kind of position, like a mad kind of position. It's just awkward, and it's very... Friction like where you try the move and it's just it doesn't feel right, it's not natural, and now it's like a game of chess. It is you got the Brooklyn Nets holding the Holy Grail, 
They're they're kings protected. And I'm gonna get to the news right now. But let's go back into the game into this game of chess. They're kings protected. They got all the guys protecting them. You got everyone trying to make sure that that's it. That's right. But they can counteract the move that was made by their opponent. They can advance forward to benefit themselves. Whatever it is. And I know um, chess scholars or just chess people in general are reacting poorly to my chess analogy. Trust me, I'm not the biggest chess player in the world. I like chess, but uh, I'm sorry not using those terms correct, I'm pretty sure. Either way, I'm rolling with this analogy. So, long story short, the Nets are trying to get a lot back. They're trying to defend this. They're trying to work all these different things, and they're just waiting to see when their opponent's going to, when that opposing team, when that inquiry is coming in and asking, Okay, what's going to take? We'll give up this, this, and this. And the Nets will say, yes, yes, no, no, maybe, not, no, get out of here. I will love to have that piece and all that different kinds of stuff, right? So then they're making their moves, their their trade inquirers or whatever they are, are making their moves. That has now pretty much stalled, they had a stalemate, so they had multiple games going, multiple stalemates, multiple teams disgruntled, multiple teams upset, multiple teams fine, with that, they can't get Kevin Durant, because they're limited in a lot of, in a lot of ways, they just don't have the assets, they just don't have it, but now, I'm going to talk about the new news here because we're somewhat caught up from everything that's happened over the past few weeks since the beginning of the NBA free agency uh, period and stuff. So, what's going on here? So, my guy, Kevin Durant, he had a meeting. That was not a throw-off rumor. That was a legit... Pardon me, I'm so sorry. That was a legit rumor. Legit rumor. Uh, it was a legit report, I mean. And it was uh, confirmed per the, per the athletic. And that meeting could not have gone any worse... For the Nets, for their fans, for the Suns, for those just people involved there, their Suns fans. So Suns may no longer be in the running for Kevin Durant. So here's the so here is something interesting. You got that side. I'm gonna get to that side, but I'm gonna get to Kevin Durant real quick with the with the Nets and. Giving Joe, the owner of Brooklyn, a choice. So, Kevin Durant gives the Nets two options that should and will scare the fans, their fans, to death. So, we all knew at some point this was going to bubble over. But now, in this, in this quote-unquote professional meeting... Constructive meeting, calm meeting, flowing meeting, whatever you want to say. Kevin Durant 
And the Nets owner talked about the future. This meeting happened over the weekend London. This is coming out now. Kevin Durant addressed multiple things. First, even though this is kept professional, he kept it real. Kevin Durant laid out his lack of faith in the direction of the team and has expressed once more his desire to be traded. So, you would say, okay, nothing really changed fundamentally on that end. Like, nothing changed. He never liked the direction of Brooklyn. He saw it was going downhill. Maybe when they traded away James Carden. I don't know. I don't know when he would pinpoint the downfall of Brooklyn. I don't know. And you're like, oh, he's just reiterating his trade position. He still wants to be out of Brooklyn. He's still requesting it. This is where it gets worse. And I don't know if this is an easy decision for Brooklyn. I don't know if it's easy for Joe. But hold on. So, Durant gave him a choice. Durant gave him a choice. This was issued by the future Hall of Famer. He proposed that it's between him or Nash and Marks. So, if those two aren't fired, then Durant wants out immediately. However... It seems like Dran would stay if those two were fired. So he's pretty much positioning himself now. It's like, who do you value more? Me or your front office and that player head coach and that player coach? Who do you who do you who do you view more? Who do you who do you like more? Who do you want to have more? The future Hall of Famer or some failed player coach? With some bum general manager. He's pretty much lying in that way. I made it a little more harsh. But I'm just saying as it is. I'm calling it as it is. So it's now in a position. It's either me or them. There is no both. There is no kumbaya. Let's talk about this. Let's come to a compromise. Nah. nah no, no, no. They're not ain't doing it. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. That's. Like, the Nets were trying to push this under the rug. We're trying to make amends. We're trying to pretty much reconcile. I don't know what the right, like, try to, like, heal amend. I don't know what the right word is here. But they were trying to heal the relationship. They were trying to put the pieces back together. They are trying to put every single gorilla glue they had into those pieces to make the puzzle fit, to make the relationship workable. But now, Durant's like, no, no, we're not playing these games. I don't like the direction of the team. I don't like Nash. I don't like Marks. You guys fumbled it horrendously. It's either me or those two bozos. That is pretty much it. That is where we're at. My feelings with Nash and Marks is this. They're too horrible. Horrible. Uh, what's the word? Uh, like handlers, anything. Like they're, they're really too bad handlers. Nash cannot handle a team. Not as head coach. Sean Marks shouldn't even be handling a concession stand. That's how bad he is. 
Look, the Nets, since 2019, fumbled away their future, squandered. Now, some were for injuries, some were through sickness, some were just through the Nets' own failures and setbacks and problems, right? But since 2019... You've somehow managed, and this was probably the breaking point. I'm going to get to my best friend, Ben Simmons, because no one has more of a dislike for this, for this player than I do. And I got, and I've been saying this for months. Don't worry. I've just been saying it for months. But what do I know? Hold on. I'm about to get to the fun part. I'm about to get to the fun part. Um... So, Durant's probably looking like, wait a minute, we got rid of Harden for some bomb that's not even playing? Like, okay, so you saw the frustrations. He, like, Marks and Nash, mainly this from the Nets have somehow managed to burn the bridges of Kyrie, somehow making that manageable, burn the bridges of Harden, trying to... Kiss up to Simmons. I don't know if that's working or not. And they're trying to pretty much beg on their hands and knees to try to save KD. <coughs> Pardon me. So I should have water, but I always forget to bring it up. Uh, anyways, you have made more enemies than friends. Your alliance is falling. And that is really scary when you think about that. Just think about it. That's really, really bad. You gave up Harden for nothing. You got nothing in return. You got a headache in return. That's all you got. Kyrie, you didn't want to pay him money. Now I brought in Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's like, no more. I'm out. You want to do that? We're done. I'm not, I'm tired of your guys' problems. I'm tired of everything about Brooklyn. And there's a there's a huge problem here. And that's just some of it. That's just some of it. But you have to imagine at some point this was just going to bubble over. You just thought about that. And before I get to the Phoenix Suns and some other teams, I just want to say this. That Ben Simmons has done no favors for the Nets. Because it was reported in... Uh, um, I'm blanking on the guy's name. I know his first name's Rick. I apologize. I'm blanking on his name. But he won the herd with Colin Coward. And he said that Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons was asked in a group chat if he was going to play in game four versus the Boston Celtics. He left the group chat Never responded to the question. Left the group chat. He didn't play, obviously. But he decided not to answer the question. He decided to ghost them. And he left the group chat because he didn't want to play. And he didn't feel like answering that question on whether or not he was going to play. So then, long story short... Kevin Durant's like, what? Kevin Durant's shocked and he's angry. Like, he's angry. 
Hold on, I'm about to find this. I'm about to find this thing. Like, I told you. Uh, but why would you lose, why would you leave a group chat with your own team because they asked you to play? So, here we go. Katie was like, this is who I'm playing with? That's tough. He's like, this is why I signed up for. This is who I'm playing with. That's the quote. Those are the very exact words he said. Guys, Ben Simmons is a bomb. He's a loser. And he's a nobody that's making millions of dollars. Let me tell you this. Something's not right up in his skull. He has no work ethic. He's just a little brat that somehow walked into millions of dollars because the 76ers saw him and the guy did to give him the max. And then the Nets saw it was a great idea to get Simmons. Hey, come on. He's, come on. Like, who in the world does that where they get so offended, like, they don't want to answer that question, they just leave the group chat. They weren't asking you to go out and score 40 points in your first game back. They were just asking him some question. Are you playing? He didn't even have the decency. He didn't even care to answer that question. He just left the group chat like a little child. Like, he's acting like a little child. Like, like that guy's feelings hurt. Like, oh, don't my own. they hurt my feelings. They, they asked me a very sensitive question. I'm, I'm not going to respond. Like, really? Really? Good grow up. Grow up. You have to play at some... Like, come on. You can't keep making excuses. And the problem is, is that it's been annoying Kevin Durant because if this report is true, and I believe this report is true, then you just see Kevin Durant just being frustrated. Just being done with this situation. This is what the future Hall of Famer signed up for. This was supposed to be something completely different. Because you know the Nets are hosed. They know they're hosed. Because they know Kyrie's not coming back next season. He may just play it out. He may go somewhere else. But he's committed for one more season. He opted in. He had to. He's gonna, he's, why would he pass up all that money? It would be stupid not to get the money. Right? So, you know he's going to be there for one last season. You know he's going to be there for one last season. You know Kevin Durant's on his way out. Because he doesn't want to be there anymore. He doesn't care if he has to play the waiting game. I'm pretty sure he'll play the waiting game. But then you're stuck with Joe Harris, which I love. uh, Ben Simmons, who I hate. And a bunch of other guys. Seth Curry. uh, Yeah. Other guys. I, I know there's a whole roster of talented guys. So no disrespect towards there if I didn't bring up any of their names. But those were the guys coming off the top of my head. But you can see where the frustrations take a place at. The Nets have given themselves no benefits for these poorly orchestrated trades. 
Now, you can argue that James Harden could put a collapse for Philly, and I'm not defending Harden in any shape, shape, form, or fashion. I bashed the guy. I made a 20, 30-minute video just on bashing this guy. I broke down his entire career and bashed him. I did that in 30 minutes. Imagine if I spent an hour or two on that, and I didn't research that much. That's the scary part. Um... That's tough, but you, but hold on, you can make that case, you can make the argument, but I'm not going to deny to that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to refuse, I'm, 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 I'm not going to do any of that, I'm not going to believe that, nor am I not going to believe that, all I'm going to say this is, all I'm going to say is this, you rather have an active player than an inactive crybaby that's selfish, because at least Harden was out there, at least Harden was an active body, who didn't complain? Who didn't just run and hide? Right? Like, come on. Ben Simmons is scared of his own shadow. Like, that little brat is leaving group chats, probably making up things so he doesn't have to play. Because he's those type of people where he just wants to be compensated. He just wants to be paid. But he never wants to do the work. <laughs> That's not a living, trust me. But in a player-driven league, that works. In a player-driven league, that works. Teams are defenseless against that. Unless the, unless the league intervenes on that. And it's like, yeah, no, you're not doing that anymore. But you can see where it's frustrating for Kevin Durant. You can see where it's frustrating for everyone else. So he's probably looking at it, He's like, why can't Steve Nash handle this guy? Why can't Steve Nash... Help us win a playoff series. It probably didn't help that they got swept by the Boston Celtics. It probably doesn't help that the former assistant coach, Amy Udoka, who was with the Brooklyn Nets, formed a relationship, friendship with Kevin Durant. And he saw what Udoka was doing with the Celtics last season. Making all the way up to the NBA Finals while he's sitting at home, pretty much trying to find ways how to leave the Brooklyn. So it doesn't help that you have all these different factors. It doesn't just help. It now comes to the other teams. So you had this meeting. Yeah, this meeting. But now here comes the painful reality for Suns fans. And for everyone else involved. So per the athletic, there are three teams that are considered to be the most likely to acquire Kevin Durant. Those three teams would be the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, and the Miami Heat. Now against the Suns, depressing enough for them and for their fans. Shams did not state that Phoenix was a contender. So that means they could be out of the race. The Suns have been the main favorite to land Kevin Durant. I still believe that. It's still widely believed to be that way. However, the Celtics have structurally put together a better package that could be more pleasing for Brooklyn. Each one of those teams has put together a more compelling package that may not need to involve a third team, a more neutralizing team. 
Now, should there be a concern that the Suns weren't part of that list? Maybe. But no team is really ever out until it's officially over. Right now, they all have the chances in the world to wow over Joe and that organization and make that trade happen. Look. Look, I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. It's not only great for Suns fans. If I had to look at the Suns and I had to look at the Celtics, I said that the Celtics can get the trade done because it will center around Jalen Brown. Now, is that fair that they're going to trade Jalen Brown? That's tough when you're the second best player on that team and you also help. You co-starred the last season in bringing them a finals appearance. So it's tough. I feel bad for Jalen Brown in a few ways. In a few ways, right? But um, it's business. If you get a few tall famer to excel you that has that pedigree in winning championships, that has that experience, that has that deep-rooted connection within the postseason, why not get that? Why not try to do that? And structurally, like I said, and on paper, of course, they have the assets where they wouldn't need necessarily to involve a third team. It would be structured. It would be centered around Jalen Brown. All these picks, some more players, they would do that to acquire the future Hall of Famer, Kevin Durant. That's just fact. And the Suns now are in a horrific... Yeah... They're in a horrific situation right now because what was Kevin Durant or bust is now get a good player or bust because you re-signed DA, but you were forced into that decision. Let me explain. You were forced into that because you couldn't just want to walk. You couldn't trade him for nothing. You couldn't find a suitable trade partner. Pacers didn't work out. Pacers were trying to pull Knicks and Get DA, but that backfired pretty much. And then within three minutes, they just re-signed a match the officer. They re-signed DA. Now, taken out of the equation, you cannot have your highlight highlights of the free agency period of offseason being this the, the signing of Damian Lee, Josh Akogi, Jock Dial. And whoever else we signed. I know we signed Ish Wainwright. I, I, we re-signed him. I like Ish a lot. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Ish Wainwright guy. I, I want him to get more minutes. Trust me. And no disrespect towards him. But he's no Kevin Durant. And he's no good player. Meaning, it's no good, great player that's going to be able to get you 30 to 40 quality minutes and take some of the load off of Booker, Paul, A, and stuff like that. In that regard, that's why I mean. There's just a lot of tough roads that the Suns have to choose. They have to look at. There's many different perspectives they have to consider because now... They're being forced into a tough pickle. They're being forced into a tough spot because it's like, what do we do now? If you're the Suns, if you're James Jones, if you're Martin Williams, if you're Robert Sarver, if you're Randy Wolf in that front office, you got to be thinking to yourself, 
we got to get somebody. And your first son may have, may have been Eric Gordon, which is still a smart move because he is a good offensive presence. I 100% believe it. He's another shooter. He's another guy that's a good player. Older, but still a good player. And there's all these different players that you could try to target. So if you can't get Kevin Durant, it's not a bust. But if you don't get a good, great player, then it is a bust. Because you cannot have your season, your off-season highlights be Damian Lee, Josh Akogi, or any of those guys. Those are just death, death-filling players. Those just are. Those are just to pat the, uh, the, the roster, make sure you have enough death at each position so your roster, so your death chart looks packed and ready to go for the season so nothing is messed around when injuries come, when sickness comes, when leave of absence has to come, anything like that. So it's a very, very tough situation for the Suns. Now, on the flip side of all of that, you have to look at different perspectives. You have to look at the Celtics now. But real quick, I don't think the Heat are going to be getting him. I don't think the Raptors are. I believe this is between the Phoenix Suns and the Boston Celtics. And I'm happy to debate anyone on that. Because I don't care if you're a diehard Heat or a Raptors fan. Not, not, I, I, I would just debate you. I would win. Because there's a more compelling case. There's a better argument. There's more evidence behind a Suns and Celtics battle over um, the rights of Kevin Durant, over the contract of Kevin Durant, getting that fantastic player. Then there would be like Suns Raptors, Heat Raptors, Raptors Celtics, uh, Heat Celtics, like whatever it has to be, right? I believe the top two teams are the Celtics and the Suns because relationally, you see things built out of Boston. You see the appeal of both teams. You want to play with a Booker. You want to play with Udoka. Like you want to play for Udoka and you want to play with Booker for Monty. Both cultures seem to be pretty sound. If it created a lot of success for them, Mine's the untimely exit from the postseason for Phoenix. But for Emi Udoka's team, it's hung into the finals. Now, can they recreate that success? Hopefully, maybe. We're just going to have to watch. Basketball is going to be up in a couple of months, right? We got a long road for the NBA Finals. But right now, in this offseason, it's looking pretty good. And if you get Kevin Durant, Vegas would just skyrocket your chances to like the number one. And where the Warriors are at, right? But this is some real concern. Now, should I say this? I do not think everyone should be afraid. Just because an article by The Athletic, by a fantastic insight report and all that stuff, Shams, I'm not doubting his work. I'm not going to go to there. I'm just saying the Suns are not out. So even though he didn't list them, and it was considered significant... Like those significant teams that are most likely going to trade for him, don't rule out the Suns. Suns are not dead yet. They're not going to pretty much eliminate themselves from 
the equation from this situation. I'm just saying that Celtics have a good run, have a good shot at this, but so do the Suns, but the Suns have their limitations, so do Celtics, but the Celtics can push their limitations, if that makes sense. The Suns have a good roster, they don't want to gut it, and sadly, they would have to involve a third team, which maybe Brooklyn does not want to get involved with, hence why there's been so many stalls, especially when they try getting the Jazz aboard, uh, then it just didn't work, and then Dominic, it was a whole thing. It's a whole thing that involved DA, Mitchell, all those different types of guys, and whatnot. Look, the Suns are not out. So, for Suns fans, I have no inside contact with the organization. I wish I did. I would love that. To, I would love that more than life. However, I do not. And this, from a fan perspective, this is from a Basketball experts' uh, perspective. This is just my thoughts right here. So don't take these things to heart, people. Don't do that. Don't don't live and die by my words. Don't live and die by any of these guys' words until you see that officially done, that trade officially done. But I believe the Suns still have a strong chance. I believe that the Celtics have a strong chance. I believe. That the, uh, that the Nets will cave in a bit and maybe weaken their demand. Slightly. Not drastically, just slightly. And you will see a difference. You will see maybe the Suns budging in to get Durant. Maybe you'll see um, the Celtics able to budge in. Just squeak in, just squeeze in to get Durant. I don't know. All I know is this. That the Suns have a good chance, that the Celtics have a good chance, and it's up near for anyone that's willing to to, to meet the high rise demands of Joe Dante or Tasi, Joe and owner of the Brooklyn Nets and the entire team. But now, huh, the trade might not happen if they fire. Steve Nash and Sean Marks. So then that may just keep cool for everyone, keep calm everyone, and say, okay, are we good? We had a good situation. Is everyone in a calm state of mind right now? No one's gonna are you gonna re, are you gonna remove your request? Are you gonna just retract that saying? Yes, okay, perfect. You two are gone. But then that can also be tough for the owner of Brooklyn to do because with short nose and with the season happening soon, you have to start expediting your your coaching search. You have to start expediting your gym manager uh, search. And who's out there for coaching? Frank Vogel? Who's out there for uh, gym manager? Who knows? You're also not going to be able to recruit Brad Stevens if they will sing to have that. It just depends everyone's mindset heading into that. But when looking at these two sides, and let's say that Kevin Durant still wants out, and they choose Nash and Marks, or they're just stalling and trying to make that kumbaya moment or something, just to please everyone. I would say that for that, and if they decide to keep Durant, just get rid of those two bums, or then... Trade talks die until something new explodes from Brooklyn because something always happens to Brooklyn. You are now making the Knicks look like the superior team. 
Like they're now the king of New. They're now the kings of New York. They just are. They're the kings of New York. They own that state. They run that state. They dominate you. Like the Knicks have a better sounding team lineup than the Brooklyn Nets do. That is just a straight up fact. And guys, with that being said, that is that on this end. And I am just excited. I'm excited to see what happens, guys. But those are my takes on it. These were a long 43 minutes discussing these takes. Um, from the knowledge I have, from the takes I have, from the predictions I've spoken about, from the hard truths I've given to everyone. These are all of the words I have, and I'm pretty sure I'm losing my voice because I've been screaming into a tiny little microphone for 44 minutes or whatever it's been. Either way, I'm excited. I would be heartbroken as a Suns fan if we can't get Kevin Durant, but if we can run it back, then let's run it back. Like, if the boys are ready, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to deny them the chance if we don't get Kevin Durant. I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to win 15 games. That would be one of the most idiotic things I've ever said, or any human ever said, sports-wise. Um... So, with that being said, guys, I'm going to try to get this out. It probably will not be the 8 a.m. schedule. I'm going to try to get out for like 8, 9, 10 a.m., somewhere around there. Power outage is still happening for CenturyLink. So, Arizona's being affected by this. Hopefully, they get this resolved. If not, I'll take it on down. I'll try to do different things. And, yeah, we'll just work with it. I'll get this out. We're going to be here for Wednesday. I'm going to take off Thursday. And I'll pick back up Friday, Saturday. And put back to a new sketch. But this way, there's more podcasting going on. There's more listens for you guys. Because I I know it can be boring sometimes reading stuff all the time. Trust me. I podcast more. Just... I I just don't know what podcast to listen to. But it doesn't matter. (laughs) I'll figure that one out. But, um... But yeah, I'm going to try to get back to I feel bad that I've waited so long to do these podcasts. It's just my life got caught up. Different projects, different business opportunities got in, um, got in the way of the podcast. Not putting a negative spin on those different opportunities and stuff like that. Just saying they did get a little too much in front of the podcast. And I kind of got lax today at school with the podcast. It's not going to happen again. That is a course that he promised. And without fail, guys, I will be back here Wednesday. And with all of that being said, hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll catch back with you guys tomorrow. If anything else, Kevin Durant really happens, Nets, Suns, Celtics, or any other team for that matter, I will break it down right then and there, and then I'll talk about it on Wednesday. Until again, until then, guys, peace out. I'll see y'all later.